Today, we talk about who will be the Green Bay Packers wide receiver one for this upcoming season. Though, I don't know if we need to do a video about this because I think we all know the answer. I'm using an editor for this, so they, they posted the good stuff, right? Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Pakistan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I'll get on Lambo one way or the other, and then I'm just going to get restraining order put against me, but it's fine. Restraining order of love. Grassi, and today we are going to be doing a little bit of a deep dive into trying to answer this question about who is going to be the Packers' number one wide receiver this season. And this is a question that has been asked to me all off season, and I've been waiting to do a video on it, and I think now is the time to do it. But I also want there to kind of not be an expectation that there is going to be a number one wide receiver. I don't think we're going to have somebody on the team that is going to put up Devontae Adams numbers, but I'm also going to make the argument that we don't really need it. I'm going to go through who I think some of our main receivers are going to be, why I think that diving into stats from the past couple of seasons, the way that the Green Bay Packers offense has operated, and kind of give you a couple of different answers as to who I can see leading the team when it comes to receiving yards, maybe potentially touchdowns. But as a whole, I don't think that the passing game is going to be a major focus for the Packers this year. Not to say that they're not going to be good in the passing game, but I can definitely see them taking a few steps back while also making that run game even more potent. So we're just going to end up with a balanced offense and a pretty damn good one at that. So with that being said, let's start off with probably everybody's most likely candidate, and that is wide receiver Alan Lizard Lazard. And Alan Lazard is probably the most likely guy to be our number one wide receiver simply for the fact that he already has a relationship with Rodgers. So that's a big one. Him and Randall Cobb are pretty much the two guys that have that rapport with Rodgers just to kind of, I don't want to say replace, but to have that same level of comfort that he did with Devontae Adams. Obviously, there's a gap between one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in football and Alan Lazard. But that's not to say that Alan Lazard can't hold his own. For example, in the 2019, 2020, and 2021 season, Alan Lazard has been a top four wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers. He was number two in 2019. He was number four in 2020 behind Adams, MVS, and Robert Tunyon. And in 2021, he was the second leading receiver. What he put up in 2021? 513 yards, 60 targets, 40 receptions, and eight touchdowns. He was averaging a little under 13 yards per reception, which actually was technically higher than Devontae Adams. He also was the number one receiver in the postseason in 2020. So Alan Lazard, while not getting a ton of press, it has been a great contributing factor to the Packers' offense. Now, I would also argue that he's never been the number one guy because we had Devontae Adams, so there was no need to. However, you did have guys like MVS who were role players and just were kind of those deep threat guys and able to stretch the field. And there were some seasons, especially when MVS was healthy, where he was able to be the number two guy. But Alan Lazard is no stranger to being one of the leading receivers on the Green Bay Packers. So if there is 
is going to be a guy that Aaron Rodgers is likely going to target, I think that Alan Lazard, at least for the beginning of the season, is going to be that guy. But let's look at some of these other wide receivers, like for example, Sammy Watkins. So Sammy Watkins unfortunately has regressed in yards and touchdown each year since the 2019 season, but he's still that deep threat guy. For example, in Baltimore, he had 14.6 yards per reception, which is pretty darn good. But if you compare that to MVS, he had 16.5 yards per reception last year. So again, there still is a difference level there. Sammy Watkins has come out and said that he kind of wants to rejuvenate his career in Green Bay. He still is in his late 20s, and there definitely is some room for him to do that. Of course, there's the running joke that Sammy Watkins is really just good week one, and then he kind of disappears, whether it's dealing with injuries or he kind of just drops off the depth chart. And I think the mentality is great that coaches have said to this wide receiver core here is that, listen, Devontae Adams obviously got the bulk of the targets and receptions, yards, and touchdowns in Green Bay, right? somebody has to catch those balls. And Sammy Watkins is going to have every opportunity to excel in this offense. And coming in as a veteran who hasn't played with Aaron Rodgers before, but at least has game experience, unlike some of these rookies, Sammy Watkins could wind up having himself a really nice season. I don't know if he's going to necessarily be the MVS role while he is going to be that speedster. I just don't know if we can expect him to put up the kind of yards that MVS would. Then continuing guys returning to the Green Bay Packers we have second year wide receiver Amari Rodgers who uh to put it plainly had a very disappointing rookie season uh total had eight targets last season so was not utilized a whole lot uh as a receiver had four receptions for 45 yards so here's a hot take he'll do better than that now, Amari Rodgers has been really getting into shape this past offseason. They tried to use him in the special teams as a returner, and that really just didn't work out well. Fans had been screaming all season that it was going to be a liability, and in some games, it absolutely was. And as we know, the special teams never really got better and wind up costing us one of the games, as well as a very stagnant offense against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, what I will say is probably going to be a benefit for Amari Rodgers is he's going to have all the opportunities in the world, one. But two, he's probably not going to really be utilized in special teams because because we have Christian Watson, we have Romeo Dubs, who can kind of fill in that role, especially as a returner. And so we're going to kind of be able to see a glance of how good can Amari Rodgers be. We draft him in the third round. The Packers do not have a lot of luck drafting in the third round as of late, but... I think Amari Rodgers is a young player. We definitely shouldn't be writing him off yet because I know a lot of fans did that about Devontae Adams as Devontae Adams really couldn't catch a whole lot of passes one of his seasons. But I think that Amari Rodgers could definitely be a guy who could surprise some people. I'm not expecting an enormous leap here, but I think that if he's able to get involved in the passing game, maybe he can be at least a solid contributor and hopefully, you know, live up to where he was drafted. Then a potentially unlikely candidate, you got our one of our running backs, Aaron Jones. And listen, A.J. Dillon ain't nothing to shake your head at either. But Aaron Jones, uh, yeah, he was the fourth leading receiver last season, had over 350 yards. He had six receiving touchdowns last year, averaging 7.9 yards per reception. He had an 80% catch rate from last year, which is really damn good. He was the number one receiver in that San Francisco divisional game. And taking a look at the history of Aaron Jones 
before just last season in 2019, he was the third leading receiver on the team. And in 2020, he was the fifth leading receiver. So there are definitely opportunities that I think you're going to see Aaron Jones is going to be thrown the football. He has proven time in and time out that he is a very good wide receiver. He can definitely make plays happen. A.J. Dillon, again, came along last year, really just excelled, not just as a running back, but also as a receiver. So watch these two guys get very much involved with the offense. I don't think he's going to be our number one receiver in terms of yards, but he could be a top three guy when it comes to touchdowns. Then talking about old veterans, we still got Randall Cobb, who was the fifth leading receiver last season. Unfortunately, uh, dealt with injuries last year, didn't play a whole lot, just had 39 targets, 28 receptions for 375 yards. However, had 13.4 yards per reception. He did miss, as I mentioned, six games, and that really hurt him. Also, was just non-existent in the playoff game. And I think what you saw in that playoff game, particularly, is Aaron Rodgers was trying to force the ball to Devontae Adams and make something happen. That safety net is now gone. There is going to be no more Devontae Adams. And I think that this is an important note. I don't think it should be expected that any of these guys are going to be Devontae Adams. Hell, even Christian Watson, who we got the top of the second round, Aaron Rodgers has said so himself. There was nobody in this draft class that was really like NFL ready, except maybe for Jamison Williams, who got drafted by the Detroit Lions. There wasn't a Justin Jefferson who the Packers were very interested in like you saw back in 2020. So here we're going to kind of have like a money ball experiment in which you're going to kind of have to just build up the aggregate and do it by committee here to replace Devontae Adams or at least try to get close to Devontae Adams production, which again, I don't think is going to necessarily be the goal of Matt LaFleur's offense. I think what they're really going to be driving at is going to be a more balanced one. But looking at Randall Cobb, if he's able to stay healthy, he was definitely clutch in a whole bunch of games, especially on third down for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers trusts him. And now that Devontae Adams is gone, don't be surprised if Randall Cobb's production actually is going to increase a little bit. Then, of course, we also have our tight ends. We have Robert Tunyon. We have Mercedes Lewis. We have Josiah DeGuara. These guys could definitely help in the passing game. Robert Tunyon, a couple of seasons ago, blew up and had a really good year in terms of touchdowns. He was on his way last year before tearing his ACL. Mercedes Lewis getting older and older, but he is definitely good for blocking. Dominique Daphne's also should be on this list, though I don't know how much he's going to contribute. But Josiah DeGuara, who has dealt with injuries and also drops, I would love to see him take a bigger role in this offense as well. And of course, we do have guys like Samori Toure. We have Malik Taylor. We have Juwan Winfrey. These guys are all fringe guys. I know that a lot of people are excited about Toure. We'll see how much he's actually going to contribute to the Packers, but I'm not expecting him to be our wide receiver one. So before we put all of this together, I want to take a look at 2021. So as a whole, we were 10th last year in total offense. We were 8th in pass passing in 18th and rushing. And so I mentioned this at the beginning of the video. What I think we're going to see is we're going to see a drop off when it comes to passing because there's not going to be a Devonte Adams on this team. I think you're going to see kind of just it spread out a little bit more. Maybe have a guy like Alan Lazard who's going to kind of take that next step forward and be our leading receiver, but maybe it's a total of a thousand yards. But the point that I'm making here is even if we drop to from 8th to 15th, we should see an increase in our rushing yards because we're going to have a healthy Aaron Jones and a healthy A.J. Dillon. And putting those two together is going to be exciting. We also have Kylan Hill, who is going to be returning. Drafted him super late, but he showed some sparks in the preseason, and I loved his tape. So we'll see if he's going to be able to contribute there. So even if that is going to go up a few spots, again, we just have a more balanced offense that's not going to just 
be reliant on one wide receiver. People are going to talk about the fact that we were undefeated under Matt LaFleur when Devontae Adams was out, but I think that is kind of being a little ignorant with that statement just because you look at some of the games in which Devontae Adams was out and Aaron Rodgers did not really have a great game. Here, we know from the beginning, Devontae Adams is not going to be there, so these other guys are going to have to step it up and Matt LaFleur is going to have to scheme for that. And we haven't even talked about our rookies, Christian Watson, of course, and Romeo Dubs. Now, Christian Watson didn't have a ton of production in 2021, had 43 receptions, but had 801 yards off those receptions, had seven touchdowns, averaging over 18 yards per reception, which is really good. He has the speed, can kind of do it all. I also will say that the quarterback there was not really so great. It wasn't a passing offense. So here, being paired with Aaron Rodgers, there's definitely going to be an uptick in production. I know that there are some concerns with his drops, but that's what we have training camp for and hopefully the preseason to kind of iron that out. People were saying the exact same thing about Jamar Chase last preseason and look how that worked out. And I think the kind of maybe sleeper here is going to be Romeo Dubs. Had over a thousand yards his first two seasons and 20 touchdowns. In 2020, he had 58 receptions. In 2021, he had 80 receptions. So he got a lot of volume. And I think here, if they're going to play around with him potentially in the slot, who knows what they're going to do with Amari Rodgers and Randall Cobb. They could potentially move some guys around. Romeo Dubs could get a lot of production. I think he is going to definitely play a major role in our special teams. But I kind of just have a feeling that with the amount of production Romeo Dubs is used to, maybe he could emerge quickly and by the halfway point of this season is a constant target of Aaron Rodgers, depending on how he plays. But the point is that even if we didn't have these rookies with all this potential here, I still think the Green Bay Packers passing offense is going to be okay. I can see us kind of being around middle of the pack, and I think that's going to be enough to win a whole bunch of football games because our run game is going to make up for it. So even if we're not going to be able to take those huge shots downfield or we're not going to have Devontae Adams-esque numbers, I think it could be death by a thousand cuts in which we are going to be a power running team and of course you still have a hall of fame quarterback and a back-to-back mvp in aaron Rodgers who can sling the ball to either targets that he knows very well or guys with a lot of potential so overall i think alan lazard probably has the best chance of being our wide receiver one but i think the biggest takeaway from this video should be that don't go in expecting any of these guys to have Devonte adams like seasons instead look for the overall production of the offense which i think is going to be just fine this year but let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can also tell me at comedy.com or tomgrossacomedy. All social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over patreon.com slash tomgrossacomedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go Pack Go. 